Our second gospel reading this morning is from the Gospel of John, chapter 20, verses 24 through 31. When Jesus appears to Thomas and the disciples. Thomas, the one called Phineas, one of the twelve, was with the disciples when Jesus came. The other disciples told him, We've seen the Lord! But he replied, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands, put my finger in the wounds left by the nails, and put my hands into his side, I won't believe. After eight days, his disciples were again in a house, and Thomas was with them. Even though the doors were locked, Jesus entered and stood among them. He said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. Look at my hands. Put your hand into my side. No more disbelief. Believe. Thomas responded to Jesus, My Lord and my God. Jesus replied, Do you believe because you have seen me? After those who don't see and yet believe. Then Jesus did many other miraculous signs in his disciples' presence. Signs that aren't recorded in the scrolls. But those things are written so that you will believe that Jesus is the Christ, God's Son, and that believing he will have life in his name. So it's a full service, so we'll kind of introduce the topic, and then I think the plan will be we'll continue the discussion Wednesday night at dinner church. So if you want to keep talking about this question, we'll keep talking on Wednesday. I did forget to announce one thing. Um, in two weeks, we'll be at Gun Park. So we won't be here. We'll be at Gun Park for worship. Just a reminder about that. So the original question posed for this Sunday um, Sometimes I'll kind of expand the scope of a question, but the original question was, can I still be a Christian if I doubt the virgin birth? That's the question that was submitted. And I've expanded it to ask the question, what do you have to believe to be a Christian? Like, where's the threshold? Where's the line that you hit? So let's start here. How do you define a Christian? What do you think? You believe in Jesus. As your savior, okay? Anyone else want to throw a definition out of a Christian? A follower of Christ. Anything else? So believing that Christ is God's Son. Okay, that they are one. Okay. Niels. Loving one another makes you a Christian. Okay. Anyone else? Acting on the principles taught by Jesus in the parables. So putting Jesus' teachings and the parables into practice. Okay. So depending on who you ask and what, from what tradition in Christianity, you're going to get very different answers to this question. What do you have to believe to be a Christian and what is a Christian? 
Um, in our tradition, we encompass kind of other traditions too. Um, our governing principles are two parts. The first part is called the Book of Confessions. That's this. You've probably never opened it. I'm not joking. <laughs> Just observing. Um, it's, a, it's a record of historical documents worked out by councils of the church over the years to try to answer these questions. What does it mean to have faith? What does it mean to follow Jesus? What does it mean to be a Christian? What does it mean to be the church? All of these kinds of questions have gotten different answers over the years. It goes all the way back to the first creeds, the Nicene Creed, the Apostles' Creed, which we don't say a lot, but I grew up in the ELCA church, so we said one of those every week. The week without communion, we said the Apostles' Creed. The week with communion, we said the Nicene Creed. And it's, it's a breakdown of, you know, these are the things we agree upon that we believe in. Now, there's never been complete consensus on those things throughout time, and we're still wrestling with them. But as I grew up, within this question, I think is almost a false assumption. Being a Christian is all about belief, right? We always ask the question, what do you have to believe to be a Christian? So it's all about the things we believe. And depending on who you ask that question, they're going to have different parameters. The things you have to believe in to be a Christian. There are people within certain streams of Christianity that will not view me as a Christian because I've never spoken in tongues. And for them, that's a criteria to be a Christian. You have to speak in tongues. I tried to pitch that I had to learn Greek and Hebrew, and I took French in college, but that didn't count. That's not what they're talking about. In our two readings this morning, in our two readings, um, the one, the parable of the sheep and goats, what is the criteria for how they're judged? Behavior. How you treated the least of these, the poor, the hungry, the imprisoned, the sick, the marginalized, how you treated that group determined if you were a sheep or a goat. In that context, sheep are good, goats are bad. The parable of the sheep and goats doesn't mention belief. It's not a part of the criteria. It's an interesting parable. The other one, doubting Thomas. Poor Thomas, forever doubting. How does Jesus respond to Thomas's doubt? Remember, Thomas, they came to Thomas and said, we've seen the Lord. How does Thomas reply? Unless I put my finger in the nail marks, I won't believe it. How did Jesus respond to Thomas? He provided what he needed to believe. He showed up and he said, Thomas, put your hands here. Put your fingers here. Put your hand here. And he said, you believe because you see, but blessed are those who believe and don't see. What we like as humans is an either or. 
we're way more comfortable with an either-or. It's either this or it's that. We like strong boundaries between those two. One is right, one is wrong. We don't like messiness. The Bible's not that simple. It's not all about belief. It's not also all about what we do. Both seem to matter. We like to say that different parts of the Bible, you know, James is disagreeing with Paul because James emphasizes the works we do matter most because they show our faith, and Paul says, no, 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 we can do nothing apart from the grace God gives us. It's grace alone. Well, read the fullness of both, and they don't disagree nearly that much. It's both. Now, here's the problem I see in how we handle this. We try to be the gatekeepers of what it means to be a Christian. We try to set the parameters with what we're comfortable with for people being a Christian. You have to check these boxes of belief, and when you check all of the boxes of belief, you are then a Christian by our judgment. What does that turn us into? What role are we playing in the Bible when we do that? Who were the great judges? Pharisees. Pharisees. Turns us into the Pharisees. The Pharisees had it all figured out. They knew what it meant to follow the law and live an appropriate, righteous Jewish life. They determined the boxes you had to check and the life you had to live to be righteous. And none were more righteous than they were. For all of the interactions with Jesus and the Pharisees, boy, do we spend a lot of time trying to be Pharisees. You think we'd learn. So we'll talk more Wednesday about are there things that need to be there to be called a Christian? Are there a certain minimum beliefs that have to be there? Or do we really need to rethink what that means? So this is an intro. Come Wednesday, we'll continue this discussion.